So thank you guys again for joining me on the HBC Startups, HBC News, new podcast. We're interviewing startup owners in 2020. This is now our third episode. So thank you guys for joining in and all the business owners that have been joining in to talk to different people across the country about what you do and why you do it. So tonight we have the hip hop author, Shelby Paris. He's been killing it. I've uh, been seeing some of his stuff on Instagram, has some pretty great books, but uh, I like to turn it over to him to, you know, kind of introduce himself, you know, where he's from and uh, any other information he wants to provide. So thank you again, Shelby, for joining us. I appreciate you. I didn't even know this was only like the third episode, but I know I was super excited when I saw that you guys are offering the opportunity for people to be able to come on. So definitely appreciate you guys, appreciate you guys doing this. But like you stated, yeah, my name is Shelby Paris. I have written five books now within two years. My most recent book is actually my one where I teach people how to publish their own book and how I was able to self-publish my first book with only $6. I have a three book series called Changes Subconscious and Accomplish in which I teach a science called epigenetics. And I literally teach people how to rewire the neural cell activity as in the brain activity so that they can have these new automated responses based off what they desire. The subconscious mind controls 95% of who we are, literally proven from at least six months in, in terms of conception, six months into seven years old, we're just being programmed. So I literally teach people how to rewire that brain cell activity, that neural cell activity so that they can have these new automated responses. And then I have my other book that is also a pretty good seller, <laughs> my Man Amongst Girls book, which is connected to the series in a sense with this book. It's called A Man Amongst Girls, The Thoughts of a Good Man in Female's World, where it's not a relationship and dating book. All my books are actually psychology books. I, I am a social scientist. So that book, I specifically focus on the masculine and feminine energy. And my whole mission is really showing brothers that they can express themselves and that there's a lot of help out here for us as somebody that deals with depression myself my main goal is to show the older brothers yo there's help out there you can go talk to people it's cool to get help oh with that book is teaching them how to tap into that feminine side that creative side so that they can tap into these certain things of their life that they need and then for the younger brothers it's also showing them that look it's cool to be the i guess you you don't gotta try to be the f boy you don't gotta try to be that a-hole you don't gotta try to be that guy that you feel like ladies want that you see you can be you there's nothing wrong with having a regular job nothing wrong with things outside of sports music the streets you can be a regular dude have a great and amazing life still enjoy everything so it's really just encouraging and showing brothers that there's more to life than what we limit ourselves to so much in the black community wow wow now that's that's powerful so uh, you say you're a social scientist. What 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 made you want to get into in terms of in, into that field, really? I first got introduced to psychology in my sophomore year of high school, and I just fell in love with everything that I was learning. I was really really big into the subconscious mind because it just kind of made sense with the things I was learning and what they were talking about. And then to make the story as short as possible, after well going into my freshman year of college, after my freshman year technically over the course of about six months, just couldn't afford the school I was at. I was down to school in North Carolina. I was a walk-on playing for our JV team, a non-scholarship player, didn't feel like I couldn't afford it. Said I was gonna transfer back home. Before the end of the school year came, I went down to Virginia Beach for beach weekend to visit my brother. My girl was going down to time and my cousin. I ended up getting hit by a car, didn't realize how drastic that was gonna be changing my life. So 
Luckily, I just walked away with a dislocated shoulder. As cliche as it is, it was to my dominant side. So had to literally relearn how to shoot a basketball again. So got hit by the car. Then I just dealt with my grandmother dying. Then I had to deal with my cousin dying. Then the school year was about to start. My mother wasn't working. So I'm getting up at five o'clock, working multiple jobs every day. At this point, I hit the certain abyss for my life in terms of depression. My coach literally told me I don't, at the school I transferred to, my coach told me, I don't like you. Remind me of a player I coached before and me and him didn't get along. I should have knew right there that was a red flag. But in the concept of man up, I thought this was just something I had to go through and had to deal with. So now playing for a coach that doesn't like me, my playing time is getting very slim. I get my arm caught in a bad play. My shoulder gets dislocated again. I am failing classes. I'm struggling to even go to work just because of the depression kicking in. I don't want to break down and cry in front of the kids. I'm literally crying every day. I just remember learning in psychology how smiling releases these positive endorphins and raises the dopamine levels. And you will literally start to think of positive things and raise your vibrations. So I just continued to do that even through everything I was dealing with. Finally, after quitting the team, things started to get a little bit better than unfortunately, for better or worse, you could say. My girlfriend at the time, I found out cheated on me our freshman year of college and then she broke up with me. So it was just a difficult time over the course of six months. I knew if I kept smiling, I would continue to be able to push forward with things. Right. I then got into a car accident, which kind of topped it all off. So again, that was over the course of six months. Then finally, I get a call from my coach. They want me to come back and play. I got back in the gym heavy. First time in my life, I was dunking consistently. I finally had a six pack for the first time in my life since I was like five years old. So I really got to go through and experience these changes for myself. And I just knew that I wanted to be able to really help other people do the same. And it's not a matter of, to me, the relevance is not on my story, but what I learned in the process I'm able to teach people. So that was the main thing that had me really get back into psychology, just because I knew that this one thing of smiling really worked for my life and kept me going. And I actually had hit a point where I was contemplating suicide. And that car accident was even my certain attempt at it, at it where it was if I live, I live great. I'm a superhero. I get to tell the story. If I die, I die. I didn't really care what happened at that time. Obviously, I made it through. So I realized I had more to do. Man, I went back to my school in North Carolina. My coaches called me. I finished out the season player of the week, player of the month, all conference, all American awards and nominations. I got to play a year professionally. Well, I got to play for the USA team. I chose to go back to school to play and finish out that last year. Super amazing. I actually wrote my, my first book, The Change of Subconscious and Accomplished, which is the main one in which I teach people from during my fourth year of college or that last year of college for me. And man, I just knew that everything really went through the mind. So it was teaching people how to reclaim their mind. Dang, that's, that's, a short powerful. <laughs> that's powerful, man. That's powerful. Uh, wow. So, uh, you know, in terms of now, I mean, from psychology to now, you know, transitioning into, you know, becoming an author, what made you wanted to sh what made you want to share your experience and document it in a book format like why did you want to why did you feel like a book was powerful i in a sense i kind of caught it at the right time as i like to teach people don't look for those multiple streams of income but multiply your stream for income so mm -hmm. learn how to bring people to you and you have to identify whatever your three greatest assets are mine is my ability to articulate my ability to create and then I'll say my certain consistency and my willpower. I'd like to put those, so discipline, my discipline. I knew that I just, it just made sense. The best way to go about putting this information out, 
because videos kind of come and go. You don't know if anybody's ever going to double back to the video or not. You don't know if that video is ever going to really get out. But the book is really, really timeless. And people see the book. People have a certain respect for the book. So it was me just knowing, okay, I have these creative abilities. I've been using Photoshop since I was seven years old. So I made my whole book myself cover to cover. I only outsourced getting help in terms of editing and proofreading. And then it was just knowing that I do have this talent of articulation. So it was just, it it just made the most sense to me. Hmm. I see. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, uh, In terms of the black community, you seem, you, you know, you seem to bring that up earlier. What do you think in terms of, you know, you know, mental health and black mental health is a big, you know, topic right now over the past two years, I I would say, Uh, what do you think are some things that we really don't talk about or why, you know, why don't we really seek help? You know, what, what's behind that? Do you, you know, what's your take on that? One, a lot of people just don't know and realize how much help is really out there. So my whole page is really big on accountability. If you're going to rewire your mind, you have to hold yourself accountable and say, everything is happening because of me. Everything around me is my fault. So just looking at it from that sense, as an individual, you have to be able to say, okay, I need the help. And those three A's, acknowledge, accept, and advance. I got to say, yo, I definitely need the help. Then I have to actually accept the fact that I need the help. And then I have to really start searching for it. So I'll say for most people, on one side, you got to realize and accept that you do need help and be willing to go out and search for and get the help. And then for those people that are looking for help and want to get the help, for us that know where the help is, we got to share that knowledge. We got to let people know because happily, it's not a taboo anymore. Within our community, mental health is very, very relevant and very, very important, and it's emphasized now. So for those people that are looking for help and would like to have the help but don't know where to go, we got to get them the information and let them know who are therapists that they could talk to, where are counseling locations that they can go to, who are individuals that are speaking on mental health, who are these people that may be motivating, inspiring, that can uplift you and bring in those certain positive vibes to people. So... That's the main thing I would say for anybody that is dealing with it, definitely speak up. And then for those that do already have the information on it, please give that back. And that is going to be the best solution for us to really get through it. But it is a lot of help out there. Mm, that's, that's, that's really deep. And then, you know, going into the sports and, you know, different things, uh, you know, I like what you said about, you know, being that source of that person, you know, that lets the income kind of come to you. What do you, what do you, uh, you know, advise, for people that are in college, you know, it seems like you came out of college already, you know, business minded for people that are in college, you know, what are some things I guess that you did to kind of, you know, get that business savvy or was it something that was already in you or did you learn that in college? Yeah, I, I ain't gonna lie. College definitely really ain't teach me nothing, but it gave me that room to really grow. And I had the resources and tools around me to really utilize, but I personally knew what I wanted to do from when I was little. I was always saying, and I talk about it in the book, the one that's behind me, that I used to call myself college boy. So I knew I was going to get myself to school. I knew I was going to be able to play in school. And then I knew I was going to run a business because I knew I wanted to be able to work for myself. I come from a family of leaders happily with my mother having her own company at one point that was doing very, very well. And Eventually, you know, she was able to let that go and start working herself. Well, just start working back in the corporate America. My father being a manager for an airline that he works for at one of the most notorious airports in the world. So I come from a family of leaders. So I already had that instilled in me. And then 
wherever this certain autonomous aspect came from, I always was looking for information, always was willing to go out research and study. Definitely am willing and will continue to ask questions, especially if I don't know the answer. So for those that are in college, if you don't know what you want to do, yes, go experience, go try some new things, ask questions, because we do all know in a sense of what we want to do. It's just a matter of how confident we feel in doing that or not. Mm -hmm. So ask the questions, find out how to move forward with it, take that, not even take a chance, but take a step towards what you actually desire to accomplish. Even if it don't work out, that's cool. It don't work out. You still put forth the effort to make it happen. So if you, one, I definitely say have a plan, have an idea of what you want to do at least. If you don't, that's fine too. Go out and experience and find out what are some things that you like, what are some things that you don't like, and then focus on those things that you do enjoy more. Mm. Oh, that's good, man. Right. A lot of people seem like sometimes uh, they, they get, you know, they get nervous sometimes or, you know, they just don't try enough things. I'm like, I hear people, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. But like, have you even tried it? And if you're not given the opportunity, I feel like a lot of times, you know, try to create the opportunity. You know, we have these social platforms now we can connect with people at a way faster rate than before. You don't have to travel to get into that office or go into that city. You can start you know, making warm leads at that company that you probably want to work at or, you know, things like that. So that's a lot of times what I try to tell people, you know, use your resources online as much as you can if you don't have the resources, financial resources to, to get there. Um, but yeah, going in towards my, um, my next question, uh, I want to kind of stay on this mental health, you know, for one more question. Uh, mm-hmm. For the athletes, I see a lot. Uh, I see a, sometimes a lot of athletes, you know, that don't in our community that, you know, don't go that pro level or, you know, don't get that opportunity to play at, you know, a high D1 school, they deal with a lot of depression. Uh, you know, what, what are, you know, what's some advice or things you want to tell like the athlete, because you you know, your body only lasts for so long. What's mm-hmm. something that you want to, you know, tell that kid that's 15, 16, that's, you know, thinking about playing at that next level. For the ones that are around that age, first thing in terms of basketball recruiting, you got to find the school who has a system and a culture that makes sense to you. Don't just go to that D1 school just because it's D1. Happily, I got recruited by a few D1 schools. I didn't get any offers from them. I chose to go to my D2 school because I actually just made a video on Instagram about this not too long ago. What is your leadership style and what is your following style? I know in terms of following style, I am most receptive to somebody who is not barking and yelling, but somebody who is direct, lets you know exactly what they have to say and is able to really teach you through things. They're not just gonna allow you to mess up and yell at you, but they're really gonna teach you. My coaches, they were one, family oriented, which I love so much. They would even ask how my family was doing. They knew my family's name. They would ask about my parents or siblings by name. That was major to me. And then the system itself was something that I was able to really flourish in and play well in. I have a prep school that I actually coach at right now. And I tell my players and people I play all the time, no matter how nice or bad you think I am, I was able to get where I got because I just did what was needed in me. I kept things simple and I found a school that made sense for me. I found a family. That's the biggest thing. I found a family. I never wanted to transfer. If it wasn't for finances, I wouldn't have left my school, but I was able to really find a culture that embraced me gave me that freedom, wanted me to be the player that I am, wanted me to be at my best. 
And at the same time, it was a system that worked with my play style. So if you are a young gentleman or even a young woman that is looking to play at the next level, definitely do your research. There are, I mean, uh, it's called, it's like, I got like five that came in my head. If you DM me, I will actually just send you a recruiting checklist with different sites and just everything you need to have on there in terms of having that, uh, I'll say recruiting our prospect letter, what that needs to cover reaching out to coaches, how to create a pitch so you could call coaches, and then how to look for a school that actually makes sense for you, and then how to actually look at their roster and see how many seniors are leaving to see who's getting what playing time, who is in the need of what I bring to the team, and then not being afraid to tell them, yo, I don't feel like I'll work in your system. I don't feel like this is a good fit for me. People respect that. Instead of you just trying to push your way into something, and then you transfer because that's not a good look. But do your research. Do your research. I'm definitely willing and open to help you. If you just DM me, I will send you that recruiting checklist right away. It's about 20 different things for you to go ahead and check off and make sure you have. So it's that's the biggest thing. Find what makes sense and what works for you. Don't just go after the goal or the dream. Do what is going to make sense. At the end of the day, you want to play. You want to play. All right. No, that's good, man. That's good. Okay, yeah, man. Uh Back to the books. We got any new books on the way? Can you give us a little something? I don't know what you know. What's what's kind of next for the hip hop author, man? You know what's next? <laughs> new books right now. I am working on my audio book, which I'm gonna say this right now. It's gonna be the best audio book that any of y'all download have ever heard because I'm literally opening up a whole new lane. It's a whole new concept that people have not experienced before. And my whole point and the whole I say meaning behind the hip hop author. My goal is to take that hip hop culture in terms of more so the rap world that we experience and see that when we think hip hop, that's what we primarily think of is opening that into the speaking and writing world. And I don't want to look at it in the sense of how we have people like Common, Derrick Rose, Michelle Obama, Barack Obama, these people that have written books. I'll say like Prodigy, Rick Ross, Gucci Mane, people that have written books but went out to the New York Publishing and Code, the Simon and Schuster's, all those other places. My goal is to keep them within the community, mm. that they are able to, same way how we look at the music industry and being an independent artist, being an independent author, and really creating and flourishing for yourself. So I do have something that I'm super, super excited about right now. Obviously, I'm not going to disclose all the details, but just know I have certain meetings set up for the end of this month. Hopefully those are still able to fall through. If those fall through and everything goes as I'm working for and making sure it's aligned on my behalf, y'all going to see literally a whole new world of hip hop where it's no longer going to be us stepping outside of hip hop into the speaking world or into the publishing world and having to be in that certain political correctness. But we're going to be able to really create our own speaking aspect and our own writing aspect that's still literally hip hop meaning your own twist, your own dynamic, what's comfortable for you. And that's literally how I write my books. When you read them, you hear my voice. I literally write them out just how I would talk. I can literally say sentences that are typed down exactly because I just wrote the book how I talk. And that's my main thing, man. Being you, say what you got to say, what you want to say. So for anybody that is looking to write a book, I do have a self-publishing class. And then you could literally just buy the book. You know, how I published my book with $6 and made thousands in my first month. I'm going to literally teach you how I was able to do that. <laughs> awesome, man. I love it. Well, we're about, you know, about to wrap it up. So 
where can people follow you, stay connected with you, uh, and you know, leave them with the positive message or anything you just want to say to the community. Yes. Yeah, so started with the first one where you can follow me. You can follow me at the hip hop author on Instagram. You can follow me on Facebook, Shelby Paris, P-A-R-R-I-S. My website is also shelbyparis.com where when you do purchase the books and all my, I have a 30-day spiritual elevation that I also have on there so that you could raise your vibrations. I have the self-publishing class. The, all the eBooks are on my website. Plus you can book a one-on-one -on -one consultation with me, whatever questions you do have because I, I study a lot and have a lot of information that I do know. So I'll happily take the time to speak with you, but you could just head to my website, uh, shelbyparis.com. You could grab the books. In terms of a message, I always like to leave people with the main one, peace, love, and prosperity. I'll put, that, put it like this. These are a few of my main ones. One, peace, love, and prosperity. Keep this affirmation in you. I am love. I am prosperous. I am successful. I am abundant. <laughs> Preach what you practice. Not practice what you preach, but preach what you practice. Tell me and show people what you already doing before you try to tell somebody how to do that and what to do about that. And then my favorite one, write out the book again. Life is as hard as you make it to be or as easy as you allow it to be. Stop trying to take all this control. Submit to your desires, whatever your faith is, whether you, you claim a religion, maybe you're spiritual, maybe you don't claim anything. Whatever makes sense to you, submit to that idea for yourself and just know that, all right, I'm in good hands. I'm just continuing to, again, be in alignment. I am love. I am prosperous. I am successful. I am abundant. Everything is working in your favor. Remember this word, pranoia. It's the opposite of paranoia. Pranoia means that things are working for you. So remember that word. If anything, just keep affirming that to yourself. But that's everything. Oh, and for anybody that does watch this, you can check out the merchandise. You can go grab the read and chill shirt. Yeah. We grab the load the clip with knowledge. Again, we literally changing the paradigm. So load the clip with knowledge. We're talking loading the, the brain with, with knowledge, not the gun. And then you would grab the book fiend shirt. So that's all part of the iTrap books collection. Then for any authors, you could go grab the iTrap book shirt. We literally changing the paradigm of trap. Yep. I love it, man. Now that's awesome. You guys, please tap in with the hip hop author. You know, get that information, following him. He's doing some positive work. He's consistent, which I like. I'd like to see a lot of brothers out here that are consistent and that are positive. He dropped a lot of gems at the end, gave a lot of positive affirmations about how you should speak to your life and let your life flow through you, right? Because sometimes we let life happen to us. Uh, but, you know, take control. So to wrap it up, as you know, HBCU News has been doing this for a while now. And this is our third interview directly with Stardust. We had a lot of people reaching out to us. So if you guys are still reaching out, feel free to message HBC Startups or HBC alum on Instagram or Facebook. And you know you can message us directly via email, hbcnewspodcast at gmail.com. And we will definitely get back to you with those interview submissions. You guys, we see you liking, we see you viewing on LinkedIn. We see you viewing on Facebook, Instagram. We see the clicks because we do our analytics, right? We're good at this. Now we need to see you subscribe. Support, and we'll give support back out to communities. Dollars are circulating, and we're giving back, and we want to show and highlight the stories that matter in our community. That's what it's all about, people. Uh, any last words, Shelby? That's it. I'm ready to turn this over and turn it off.
I'm good. Again, I appreciate you for having me. Shout out to HBCU News, HBCU Startups. I appreciate you guys greatly for the opportunity. Yep, no problem. So thank you, man. I'm wishing you much success in 2020. And we're gonna have to do this again, you know, maybe mid-year, message us and let's get those updates and, uh, you know, do this all over again. That'd be great. Thank you. Yep. All right, you guys, stay tuned. Like I said, we see you watching. Now let's see you subscribe. Have a good night. Bye.